Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sleep Cues, the Everything Baby Sleep podcast. It is another Q&A Tuesday. So what we normally do is that I dig some questions out of my DM box on Instagram or my inbox for the Q&A Tuesday. But a couple of weeks ago, I was on a long drive with my husband and my daughter and I was the passenger. So often what I do on long drives is go on Instagram and say, hey, I've got some time ask me anything you want about baby and toddler sleep. And we do sort of a Q&A day. And I just respond to everyone's questions in my stories. And so my husband gets to drive and listen to a podcast of his own. And my daughter gets to sit in the back and watch a movie on the iPad. And I answer sleep questions on Instagram on those long drives these days. So what I did that day is I wasn't able to answer every question that I got. So I took a screenshot of everything and I pulled some out for today. And that's what I'll use over the next few weeks for our Q&A Tuesday is some of the questions from there. And what's great about them is as usual, there are a lot of common questions, similar questions. And that's great because again, it just means that we're all sort of going through the same things at the same phases with our little ones, whether they're infants or toddlers or preschoolers. And it's great that when you ask a question, it's probably something that another parent is experiencing as well. So that when we do Q&A Tuesday, it answers not just your question, but probably a lot of other parents' questions too. So let's dive in. Today's first question 16-month-old suddenly isn't going to sleep until 8.30 p.m. Any idea why I'm struggling so hard with this is what this question said. So 16-month-old not going to bed until 8.30. The tough thing about these questions is I don't have a ton of context. So you'll have to forgive me if I get it a little out of context, but I can usually make some pretty good assumptions about what's happening. And so if a 16-month-old, here's the tricky part, if they... It matters whether they are only having one nap or two naps, and that's the part I don't know. But the good news is I can give you both scenarios, and then depending on you as a listener, what scenario you are in, it's probably going to help. So if this 16-month-old is on one nap per day and isn't going to sleep until 8.30 at night, I'm going to assume that perhaps that baby is overtired by bedtime and having a tough time going to sleep because of it. So 16 months old is about the earliest that I would recommend a child can easily go down to one nap a day without too much issue. But some children still aren't ready for one nap a day at 16 months. And if you're finding that your 16 month old has gone down to one nap a day, and then you're trying to put them to bed around 7, 7.30, and they're not falling asleep until 8.30 in the case of this child, it could very well be that they are overtired. So you probably either need to go back to two naps a day for a little while so they're not overtired by bedtime and they're not having so much awake time before bed, or you may need to just do an earlier bedtime if you are going to stick with one nap per day. So a 16-month-old who's just dropped to one nap a day and is experiencing a lot of signs of overtiredness at bedtime might need a bedtime as early as 6 p.m. And that might sound funny because right now this child isn't going to sleep until 8.30, but if you get this child to bed earlier before she gets overtired, it may help her go down more easily and not be so agitated and overstimulated and overtired that it then actually takes her a long time to get to sleep. 
The other scenario that we can assume is that this child is still having two naps, but is maybe ready for one nap. So you really need to just watch your child and know your child and decide which one of these scenarios is right for your 16-month-old. But if this child was still having two naps and their second nap of the day wasn't ending till, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, then maybe they're just not tired enough when you're trying to put them to bed. Maybe they need some more awake time to be tired enough. Last week's episode talked about sleep pressure. Maybe they don't have enough sleep pressure if they're 16 months and still having two naps a day and now not going down until 8.30 at night. It may be because they're not tired enough, because they need more awake time. Maybe they need to go down to one nap a day. So those are the two different scenarios, very different scenarios, but that's where you know your child best. I know sleep, you know your kiddo. And so you take one of those scenarios and determine what is going to work best for your individual child. And that's a really good segue into the next question that I put on my list for today, because it's about knowing your child and doing what's best for your child, who is an individual who doesn't necessarily fit into a perfect sleep schedule mold. Because the next question is, my 18-month-old wakes up at 8 a.m. and naps at 1 p.m. for about an hour and a half and goes to bed at 9 p.m. Is that okay? And that's the part that's so important. Is that okay? What's okay is what's okay to you and what's working for your child, not what I say is okay. What I can tell you is what the average is and what I would generally recommend if a family came to me with challenges or sleep struggles or was uncertain about what kind of routine they should be doing because the current routine didn't seem to be working for their child. But what's okay is what's okay to you and your child. And in this scenario, it really sounds the way this question was worded, like this is working for this child. So I can tell you as a sleep consultant that on an average basis, an 18-month-old is going to wake up around 6 or 7 a.m. And if they sleep much later than 7 a.m., you might actually have a hard time getting them to go down for a nap. And I'm going to tell you that on average, an hour and a half is not a huge nap for an 18-month-old. And many 18-month-olds need more like two to three hours for nap time. And then I'm going to tell you that 9 p.m. is a pretty late bedtime for the average 18-month-old. And that many 18-month-olds are going to be quite wired and overtired by 9 p.m. if they had a nap from 1 to 2.30 and then had to go all the way to 9 p.m. without sleep. But... It doesn't sound like that's the case for this mom and this child. This mom doesn't seem to be saying that they're struggling or having difficult bedtimes or having night wakes. She just said he wakes up at eight, naps for an hour and a half in the middle of the day and goes to bed at 9 p.m. Is that okay? I would suggest that if that's working for your child, if your child goes down easily for his nap, has an hour and a half nap, doesn't seem cranky or exhausted by 9 p.m. and then sleeps through the night from 9 p.m. till 8 a.m., That sounds like that schedule is working great for your child. Do I think that it would work for the average 18-month-old and every 18-month-old? No, but is it working for your child? It sounds like it. So I've given you the average. You can take a think about that, but I wouldn't try to fix something that isn't broken, if you know what I mean. So really do what works best for your family until or unless it doesn't work anymore and then think about some changes. Next question that I pulled out, should you wake a baby in the morning? Get this question a lot. Depends on the baby's age. In general, I would say that for newborns and young infants who are like four, four and a half months, I would wake a newborn or any baby really by 8 a.m. 
And that's because we really want to preserve enough time in the day for a proper napping and feeding schedule. We want to make sure that baby can have enough time in the day to get all of the daytime sleep that they need and also all of the daytime feeds that they need so that by the time bedtime rolls around, we've had all the daytime calories we should have had. So generally, I would wake a child by eight. There are particular ages where you may need to wake a child a little bit earlier than that to fit in all of their naps. So if you are the parent of a five, six, seven month old, or if you are the parent of a 12, 13 month old, you probably know what I'm talking about here. At five, six, seven months, that's that age where if you let your child sleep in a little bit too late in the morning, you may find that you actually run out of time for their last nap of the day. You don't quite have enough time for the last nap of the day, but you have too much awake time before bed and your baby's going to be cranky and overtired because you let them sleep in late in the morning. So that is an age where I will often say I would wake baby maybe more like 7 a.m. to fit in a good three nap schedule. And there's loads of information about that and scheduling and awake times for that particular age group in our four to eight month sleep guide at thehappysleepcompany.com if you want to check out the details of that. And I mentioned the 12 and 13 month olds. So around that point, you run into the same tricky scenario where your child needs more awake time at this age, but they still need two naps. And if you don't wake them up by a certain time, you may actually run out of time for both of their naps and all of their awake time and end up with this tricky timing at the end of the day where you've run out of time for a proper nap schedule. So that would also be an age where you may have to wake up your child before 8 a.m., like maybe closer to even 6 7 o'clock to fit in both of their naps. Once your child's on one nap a day, again, you could let them sleep until 7, 7.30 in the morning. But before that, there are ages where you might need to wake them a little bit earlier. Newborns, four months, around that age, 8 a.m. is around when I would say I would wake a child up by. So it just depends on the age. Again, with that sort of 12, 13-month example I gave, we have an 11 to 18-month sleep guide because that is a particular stage where we do find parents need some extra tweaks when it comes to scheduling and awake times. So you can check out the details of that on the Happy Sleep Company's website as well. Next question, what to do about night terrors? This is a very common question that we get. And the first thing to decide on when you are a parent who is concerned about your child having night terrors is whether it is truly a terror, a night terror, or a nightmare. And there is a difference. We have a post about this on Instagram. And so definitely check that out if you want some more information. Just want to read through it as well. But the big difference is that a nightmare is something that your child is actually aware that has happened and they wake up from it fully and they are conscious and they tell you, I had a nightmare or I had a bad dream. And of course, when we're talking about nightmares and night terrors, we are generally talking about older children now in the toddler stage. So when a child can communicate to you that they've had a bad dream or a nightmare, and you can clearly see that your child is awake from this bad dream in the middle of the night, that's a nightmare. A night terror generally is where your child is not actually waking up from it. They are disturbed in their sleep and they are not fully conscious. And there is a different way to deal with those two things. When it comes to a night terror, experts advice is generally that you be there for your child. You be present for your child because again, they're not fully conscious. So you want to make sure they're not hurting themselves, you know, bumping into things or falling out of bed because they're not even fully awake. So you're there for them, but you don't do things like try to, you know, jiggle your child awake because that can be extremely jarring if they are having a night terror. So you just be present and let it pass because your child isn't even fully aware that it happened anyway. When it comes to a nightmare, that's a whole other story where 
your child's going to call out and say they had a bad dream. And so in that case, we really want to go to your child, be there for them, talk them through it a little bit, tuck them back in and let them know they're safe. That's where we need to be careful that it doesn't become this habit of, okay, when I say I had a bad dream, then you come in here really quickly and we have more snuggles and chats and a midnight talk and more tuck-ins and more trips to the bathroom and zips of water and maybe even another book. And "Mm, this is really fun. So maybe I'm going to start saying that I had a nightmare every night or a bad dream every night, even when I didn't, so that you get in here. (laughs) So you do need to be a bit careful with that. So while you want to be present and patient with your child when they've had a bad dream and you want to be reassuring, we also want to make sure that it doesn't become a bit of a game. So keep it as you know, limited and boring and business-like as you can, while also, of course, providing love and reassurance when your child has had a bad dream. So we don't get too far down the rabbit hole of saying we had a bad dream every night just to get mom or dad to come in the room and do extra stuff. And the last question we'll chat about today is the type of sleep routine that you would start establishing for a six-week-old was the question. What type of sleep routine should you start establishing at six weeks old? There are a couple of answers to that. One of them is the awake time routine that I would put in place. One of them is the wake, eat, play, sleep idea that I would put in place. And the other one is nap time and bedtime routines that I would put in place, even in the newborn stage. So when people ask me what kind of schedule should a newborn have, I always say not a rigid by the clock schedule. That's for sure. We're definitely not putting your newborn down for naps at exactly the same times on the clock every single day. They're little, there are too many variables in the day. We can't expect a rigid by the clock schedule at that age. But we can look at things like awake times. So for a newborn, that is going to be about 45 to 60 minutes from the time they wake up until the time we want to be trying to put them down for their next sleep so they're not overtired. That can be tough in the newborn stage because you've got to get them up, fit in, a nice long feed. Many newborns are feeding for 40 plus minutes at a feed and then a diaper change and we're back down for a sleep. So we're trying to fit all that in in about an hour of awake time so they don't get overtired. Do not stress yourself if your baby is a longer feeder and their awake time is extended as a result. There's only so much you can do about that and we have to prioritize nutrition. But that can be something you can keep in mind is proper awake times for scheduling naps throughout the day, an hour of awake time, back down for a nap. The next thing we can talk about is wake, eat, play, sleep. So that means we feed baby when they wake up from their nap, when they wake up for the day, and when they wake up from each of their naps, but we don't feed them right at nap time because it can help to promote better feeds for your newborn. If we're not always waiting until they're sleepy to feed them, then we promote better feeds. If we feed baby when they wake up for the day and when they wake up from their naps, then we're hopefully going to get a better feed because they're hopefully going to stay awake on the feed If we feed baby when they're already close to nap time and sleepy, they tend to fall asleep on the feed and then not get as good of a feed. So we can focus on that. Of course, you will do a feed at bedtime to make sure your newborn's tummy is topped up. But otherwise, I would try to keep the feeds when they wake up from their sleeps rather than when they're going down for a sleep for their naps throughout the day. So that's another thing you can keep in mind for scheduling with a six-week-old or any newborn, really. And then finally, we can look at routines to help baby understand when their nap time and their bedtime is coming up. So a good nap time routine might just be a swaddle or a sleep sack, one little story, one little song, and into their crib. Those things can be sleep cues, hence the name of this podcast, sleep cues that can help your baby understand and cue to your baby that sleep time is arriving shortly. Bedtime routine might be just a little longer where you fit in a bath to really cue to your baby that the big long sleep in the crib is coming up because we're in this bath and that happens every night before the big long sleep. 
And then after the bath, again, the swaddle or a sleep sack, a bedtime feed, a couple of stories and a song and into bed for the night. So those are both great schedules and routines that you can keep in mind for a newborn. Not rigid schedules, not by the clock, leave yourself room for error or just room for variables because there are so many with newborns, but those are some good ideas that you can start with to get some great healthy sleep habits started from the very early days of your child's life. So that's a wrap up of this week's questions. Again, I'll keep pulling them out of that Q&A session that I did on Instagram a couple weeks ago because there were loads of questions, couldn't get to all of them that day. And there were loads of great questions and questions that I so commonly get from parents. So really excited to keep pulling those out and answering them because I'm sure they'll be very helpful to so many of our listeners. It's a beautiful week out there. So wherever you are, I hope it's just as beautiful as it is here in Ottawa where I am and you start your summer off well and have a great week and we will see you next week again on Sleep Cues. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.